everyone. Welcome to Rolling Across the Pond. We are doing a tea break for Hermit Chronicles Episode 1. So today I do not have the original cast. It is me, Isaac, and Luke. And we are just going to talk about Episode 1. We're going to talk a bit about uh, the characters, because I know I promised that. And uh, yeah, we're going to hang out and chat and do lives together. And so if you enjoy that, great. If not, who needs you? Um, <laughs> I'm feeling feisty again, guys. You know, I, I went through that stage of, I, you know, I'm a bit tired. Now I'm like, I'm on it. I, I'm ready to fight you, audience. Not really. In real life, I'm a really puny man, so don't hurt me. I'm squishy. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, episode, well, no, let's start with how I always start with, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm like, I just did like a week and a half of work coming back from vacation from Disney World. Mm. So I'm like, I'm like weirdly like, uh, I want to like lay back down, but I'm also like, yay, getting back into like the swing of things. Yeah, yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah. Because you do night shifts, so. Yeah. Which is like its own beast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That's always like the weird part is just getting off and I'm like, oh, everybody's like, because I'm usually the opposite traffic. Like everybody's going to work or like going to drop their kids off at school. And I'm like, I'm pulling in. That's the great, the great part is everybody's leaving in the morning and I get yeah. a good parking spot. That's, yeah. that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's the one perk. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's other great things. But I, I'm pretty sure your sleeping pattern is probably like. Yeah, it is a little weird. Um, I I would not be able to do night shift if I was in any other city except Las sure. Vegas. Right. Because like being awake at like crazy times, I'm just like, oh, I'm hungry. Like, oh, what's open? Sure. And I'm like, oh, everything's still open. Yeah. And, and, uh, when I when I lived in California and worked at Disneyland, like sometimes we'd close and like we wouldn't be out of there till like two in the morning or something and like a lot of places like stay open like past yeah. nine in like yeah. that area yeah when i when i worked in cal when i was working in california i worked until about two or three in the morning sometimes because i was the new guy so i had all the late shifts and um the only place that was open was a uh like a nightclub that oh. <laughs> it and it was just down the road it was easy just to go in but it was like i'm not going in there like every i know what they come out and do <laughs> they're like throwing up there's <laughs> so yeah i never i usually just pack up all my food and um, and then put on a film towards that time because i'm like there, there's nothing really happening anymore not fun how are you doing luke uh good yeah i uh i have the very early morning shift so i I'm kind of jealous. Do you prefer night? What's your early morning shift start? Like five? Four. Ew. Yeah. That's for that's, well, that's that's what happens when your online school is based on the other side of the globe. Fair enough. It's fun. Interesting. Makes you feel worldly while just in your room. But yeah. Back when I was still going to college, um the the college I went to it was like a community college, but it was like they were very geared towards like no matter your schedule you could learn so they were yeah. pretty much like a 24-hour college Oof. so i would start my classes at like four in the morning and end around like nine o'clock like or eight depending on which day it was because it was like a b days 
And then I would go home and I would see kids getting ready, like and standing and waiting for the bus. And I would be going back to bed and then waking up, going to work, go home, change. And then I would go to marching band practice. Wow. And that, that was repeat. <laughs> That's insane. But I did love like, I'm like, yes, getting all like all that stuff done in the morning. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, I guess, it, but you have to study and everything because you're doing nursing and stuff like that. So. Right, Luke? Yeah, sorry. I thought we were still talking about Isaac. And I was like, oh, cool. We got the same thing going. Nice. I don't know. What were you studying, Isaac? Um, I was doing uh, music. Oh, nice. For the longest time, yeah. Same thing. I, 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 um, he, like, Luke was, is going more for a pure cleric. I was going for, like, a bardic, like, healing. There you go. <laughs> I would still want a nurse over a musician giving no, me no. certain injections and whatnot. No. Next time you're at the hospital, I'm going to call ahead and I'm going to be like, don't, <laughs> I'm going to set my drum set up in the corner and he's going to be fine. Um, uh, I will protest. So yes, you were saying, Luke, sorry, we interrupted you about your, how are you doing? Good. Yeah. I, not much happening. So very excited to see the life of reader rather than myself. <laughs> yes that is what that is why okay listeners this is ultimately why we do these things because our life is either mundane or it's nice and it's good but if you can hold a sword and stab somebody or you can go on an epic adventure why wouldn't you you know <laughs> like, so that's why we play these games is so we can escape from the mundane escape from the everyday routine and and slay a dragon or you know even even during covid go go to a pub <laughs> go to a pub in in uh in make-believe and and have a drink that you know that even brings us closer together so yeah i totally understand yeah. that why would i continue my life as a socially awkward living stereotype of a canadian when i could be a socially awkward canadian stereotype it's fair the only difference is, is is the antlers. Well, he does have like floppy hair. Yeah. Next time we're gonna come out with a video portion. He's gonna gel his hair into moose antlers. <laughs> I'll get moose. Yeah. I'll, moose. Yeah, I'll get a beak and some feathers. I'll <laughs> feather my hair. That's it. <laughs> and I will just be a black screen and a voice. It, well, you could put on like so, like some glow in the dark paint over your eyes, like there eyeshadow, <laughs> and then just turn off the light, and it'll just be glowing eyes in the darkness. Yes, and then just a booming voice. Oh man, that would be super Being weird. The Watcher, on full circle. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Be a Watcher. Um, the there was I was going I was scrolling through TikTok because I'm all about TikTok nowadays. So I was scrolling through, and I found you know how you can do um different video stuff like you can change yourself to look pretty or make yourself look oh like all the different filters yeah, and stuff th that's the word yeah, filters yeah. i'm still old i'm still too old for those things um you're the one on tiktok yeah i know right <laughs> uh i'm a watcher on tiktok but anyway so i saw this guy or this girl i'm not gonna be a sexist person and just say say that gender they were putting their phone over friends and they had the cartoon filter where it turns the, f the heads into a cartoon and it was actually turning the cartoon, the, the friends, you know, Ross and Rachel and all of them into cartoon heads. And I was, that's incredible. Like how they, how it even does not real people. 
So I was like, maybe we could do that. And then I'd feel more comfortable doing videos. Well, it's like, have you seen the filter that brings pictures to life? Yes. That's so that is, weird. That is like, so like you, they just start blinking and like looking around and yeah. stuff. And I, and like, I'm like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Not okay with it. Yeah. I always thought that would, that would be like a fun thing to do is just like, like get like one of those, like, of course you would, everybody would have to have their camera facing forward yeah, and do like a little, like a little bit of motion capture to do like the, the face rigs and all that. Oh yes, so true. Yeah, just to get the just even just the mouth moving. And I'm just like they they probably had a handful of animals that we could choose from. It'd be perfect. Yeah. We'll see. I might look into that. It's it I because I do want to do videos because I mean obviously I have a deaf son and I want to reach the deaf community somehow. Um, and I would love to do videos for the deaf community. Even I would love to do like sign language episodes, but. That's all 10 years from now when I'm old and doing this too long. Um, and the when we finally get sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a prophecy right there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah. Nothing's really different with me. Um, I, I mean, for the guys here, I shaved and I've been shaving for the past three days. Um, the first time in two years that I've been this clean. Uh, so that's a bit weird. Um, How does your kids respond? Because you always see those funny videos, like yeah. when, like the father will finally shave, and they like kind of like are ah, why, why do you look like that? <laughs> so, so my my son is very opinionative, and he always says, "Daddy, uh, you need a haircut," or "Daddy, you need to shave," and um, and so this time I did it without him knowing, and he came home because he was he was out with them. They went to the zoo or something. And they came back, and I and he looked at me, and he was like, "So I had fun at the zoo." And I was like, "Really? The one time I did this just extreme, no response." And then even my wife goes, "What do you think of his face?" And he goes, "Yeah, I like it." And then he just carries on with his life. Like I, he, I wasn't even in the room when he said it. He just he, so I think he's okay with it. Um, who knows? But my daughter is like, I feel like she's kind of missing the beard because she likes to grab it. And like, and like, scoo- like push her face into it because that's how she sleeps. She pushes her face into things, and my beard was just perfect for like the squishiness and, and the. But yeah, she's okay. She now just licks my cheeks, and it's just the weirdest sensation. Yeah, babies put things in their mouths. That's a warning to all new parents. Your baby's gonna put things in its mouths. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Just let it happen. Just make sure it's not a cable or anything. So, yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, just being a parent, being, uh, getting ready for my son to go to school in, like, two weeks, and doing this podcast, that's what, that's my life. Yeah. It's pretty nice. That's a whole nother D&D campaign in itself right there. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yes, let's get, um, well, I was gonna say let's get into the episode. Yeah. You know what? Let's start with the episode. What... My, I guess my first question is, like, when I introduce these birds to you guys, do you, does that even bring, like, to Isaac and Luke, not to your characters, but to you, you as people, has that made you think of what's going on? Why are these birds important? Or, like, is it just a niche introduction thing? Or, or was it just a, okay, let's get into the action? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked 
uh, the more of like being summoned into an adventure, you know, of course, everybody is always mad when you're like, uh, everybody meets in a tavern or, you know, but I'm just like, I still like everybody meets in a tavern. It's perfect. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like, still this way is cool. We, and then like, because of the way we gathered, it was a fun way to introduce our characters while also advancing yeah, the story. Yeah. And giving like people a glimpse of, of, of what, yeah, what you are about without being in a high intense situation of you have to get this object, you have to do these things. It's just you at home or you, you what you're doing and yeah, your casualness. It was, I felt it was way more organic in that way. It wasn't just like, yes, I am Isaac. The owl bear. I come from yeah, a family yeah, of definitely. like farmers. Like it, it was just like, oh, you just see him in that setting, and then yeah, like, moving definitely. forward. What did you think, Luke? Yeah, I, I would say it's a good segue to say, um, like a good way to introduce introduce them. Because I was thinking that I knew that's what birds were, just as pigs are counselors. Birds are usually messengers. Um, I knew that sure. from Red and uh, yeah, all yeah. them. Um, but I liked, I, I, I was thinking it is a good way to get eyes, um, to get, uh, what do I feel like I can't say his name? I feel like it's going to be a spoiler if I say it. Yeah. Willie. It's fine. <laughs> you can say <see> yeah. his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a good way to get Willie and, uh, I'm the great mysterious <laughs> one. And, uh, and reader's introduction. And I was thinking there might be people that are like, oh, I want to start with, um, knowing the origins of reader before I see him. Yeah. So I was like, this might be a way of people knowing what readers like. So I was like, okay, so I want this to be his personality. And I felt like it was very genuine being like, oh yeah, well, reader travels a lot. So we're not really sure where he would be. Maybe in like library, yeah. probably because he's a library kind of person. Yeah. Like it was a good, I think it was a good segue, like a good way to introduce reader and Willie through how definitely he came with these people. Yeah. Like reader cool. being paranoid and just being like, ah, I know it's actually that guy. Yes, that's funny. Yes. Actually, that brings me to my next question, and this is specifically towards you, Luke. Because, because just to pull from uh, Animal Kingdom, I don't think you refer yourself as firmly as you do in Hermit Chronicles as a deer. Yeah, I think his origin is that he like he knew he thought he was his entire life. Um, that's why he was interesting. Like his brothers. Oh, like okay. dancer, prancer, vixen, like whatever, like yeah, hers. Yeah. So it was like, oh, he's reader. Oh. Grew up thinking he was a deer, and that's why he didn't really know like how strong he was and things like that. Like he thought he could get away with. Oh yeah, that cult. That's that's me. Like interesting. Yeah, it, it it just because like you said it throughout the first episode, and I was like, he didn't talk to me about this. He didn't. T- he didn't. He just threw it out there, and I'm just like, okay. It sounds like he truly believes he is, so I, I'm gonna let him roll with it. But I was just like, "Am I wrong? Is he a deer?" I no, he is. He is a moose. He's a moose that thinks. He, I did tell you about this, but that was like a year ago. Oh, probably. Like when I yeah. first pitched the idea of reader, sure, it was. Oh, he he thinks he's a deer, sure. but he's actually this big moose, yeah. somewhat similar. Yeah. Um, same thing is like when you corrected me the first time, I was like, what? And I was like, no, no, no. He thinks he's, yeah. I had to, yeah. I had to like stop and be like, and I was like, well, 
my character isn't high intelligence, so he'll just accept <laughs> it. And like, we are yeah, hermits. Yeah. So I've just been mostly hanging out with my own kind of people. And then now I'm like exploring the world. There's different kinds of looking deer. Yeah. No, it's, it is. That's why he has a sleigh. That's why um, yeah, he has oh. the reindeer kind of name. So, I, yeah, I want Hermit Chronicles to be like, oh, yeah, he thinks he's a deer. But eventually, he's Hermit Chronicles. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm actually a moose. Well, if he leaves, we still don't know if you're going to die or not. Yeah. It's uh, um, like I was saying earlier, we just ended a campaign. So one of our characters, he came in late to our campaign, but he played a grung. Uh-huh. Secretly, he was a slad. Oh. And not even he knew he was one. That's just how I had it written because I created his character for him. And so there were there was a god named uh, Phoenix, and he's the god of chaos. And he sent he sent the the grung slash slad into the group in order to like further cause more chaos. And like throughout the campaign, I kept like having other people be like what is that slad doing with you and he Ooh. just kept thinking i was like saying like a slang term at him and stuff like that because he's still kind of right. new to D and then it finally came out in the end he's like you were just using me and i was just like well yeah i was playing the god of chaos that's awesome that's very clever what's the difference i, I i'm new to D ish yeah well like okay so think so grung are more like frog looking and then slads are more like bigger toad, like think battle toads, but with like wolverine claws. And like depending on their colors, like the different kinds of like chaotic magic that they have and stuff like that. But it's not like um, they're the spawn of fiends or something, right? They're... No, they're, they're literally born of chaos. So like things start going crazy and they just, they're there. <laughs> or like things could summon them from like the abyss. Yeah. Um... Just back to the episode. Um, when, when <laughs> for uh, for Isaac, when uh, did you originally know you were gonna get that totem from your from your mother in the campaign? Is that like something you already had, and you were like, okay, I'll just add that to the story because like, yeah. Well, like when you're building a druid, it's like, oh, what is your what's oh, like right. you could have like the different features and i was like oh i'm gonna have a totem like i'll just have like a little necklace and i was like what will it be and i was like i'm a very family person i was like well i want this guy to be a big lovable dude but if violence comes to violence he's there you know for it he he just goes 100 percent on whatever's happening (laughs) sure sure but uh yeah and i was just like i was like and and in real life i i love both of my grandmothers and i was like what could be something that's dark but you're also like oh that's that's adorable so then it, like like I, I just looked up i was like what's the closest bone to your heart and it's like sternum i was like all right i carved of a piece it. of her sternum uh, and it's my it's my totem <laughs> and i have to say this both reader and willie are adorable characters like like just as I play with you guys, I'm like, I can't let anything bad happen to these guys. Whatever they want is good. Because just the way you guys play is like, like, you're too good to where I'm like, you know what? This is gonna... I I can't be grimy and crunchy because c- you guys are so good. And and that's great. I think I think it's, it's, it does bring a different atmosphere, a different aspect of 
rolling across the pond in that if you want a cleaner side, watch these or listen to these. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you still get the story. You still get the uh, the excitement and, and the mystery and, and whatnot. And now, in listeners, when I was <laughs> thinking about this campaign, I did not take into consideration their size. But after they told me their original size, I went with it anyways, because this is like an espionage. This is a um, grab, don't grab too much attention, uh, get out as fast as you can kind of campaign. It's a it's a dungeon crawler. It's a I don't know what else you want to call it, but it's it is that kind of that kind of campaign. But in my head, it, it was <laughs> with a lot more sn- sneak and uh, smaller guys. <laughs> but it just makes it even better that. Like, we can play around and, and show that, like, size doesn't matter in a way. We're, we're also fighting that stereotype because of what we're doing. So, yeah, it's, it's just, it's great how it's turning out to be. And I, I will add on to that, that, like, I know a lot of people sometimes when they go to play D&D, they're like, oh, we need to optimize. Like, we need a healer. We need a tank. We need, like, we need all that, like, they, they get too much in the meta of it. Like, yes. Like, Usually when I play, I'm like, who do you want to play? Or like, sometimes when I start campaigns, I don't allow my players to know who their other like players are going to play as. Oh, yeah. Because I want, yeah. Because I'm like, just make what you want to play. And as long as you have fun and play it, you, you can still like, we're big dudes that are like horrible at stealth. (laughs) We still pulled off some heists. (laughs) It's true. And yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and I think that's that is one thing that I love about the the people I play with is like it's not about getting the best character or winning the game per se. It's just making a character, living its life through and and living it true to the character that that they made and not like like meta maxing or like um in combat they're not like okay pause the combat let's create a strategy and then come back to the to the combat it's like no in the moment decisions and it's like you kind of want that you want that immersion because otherwise it's just i mean this is this is my opinion there are there are campaigns where you do just create that and you fight and that's and that if that's a campaign you want i'm sure there's gms out there that that are totally for it and and you know, we're all come for different reasons and but I like the fact of storytelling and and creating community and, and inclusivity and, and all of that. So yeah, I'm glad that this is this campaign has come to that and uh even even Animal Kingdom is about that. Like they didn't know the they still don't know the full amount of what other people's goals are and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's a bit interesting and so I'm glad we have that included in this and in general in Rolling Across the Pond throughout. Yeah. Yeah, so back to the episode. Um, being kidnapped. Was that something you expected or was it a... Okay, what did, what did I actually sign up for here? Or what is where is Jesse going with this? Was that kind of your thinking or is it like, meh, you know what? Let's, uh, let's see where this goes. I feel like I was like, all right, so this is how they're getting us to the the meeting area. But I feel like Willie's thinking was just like, 
should have stayed back on the farm. <laughs> but also, it was like should have stayed back on the farm. But we're here, so it's it like let's go. Like sure, right, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Would it uh, surprise either of you to know that that was an on the spot kind of decision? <laughs> I was just like, well, if people need don't need, know where it is, um, they need to not know where it is exactly. So they need to be blindfolded somehow, and that's how it happened. I was just like, uh, uh, okay, that's what, this is what's going on. I hope they're okay with it. It sounded legit. I was like, all right, it was bags. I think I think that did crumble a little bit when it was like, oh yeah, Reader has two bags on his head. Yes, but yeah, but it, you played it well. Sure, thanks. And once again, like slowly revealing everybody taking off the bags and everything, like was a good. Yeah, it served the story very story very well. Definitely, I agree. I agree with that. That's yeah, it's very true. Um, will they know where they are though in the future? No. No one will ever know, so that way I don't have to explain it. Well, we we could just say like, oh yeah, Reader and Willie met up in Green Falls or whatever. Not not this not that it's a strict straight path from anywhere. It's just the Green Meadows now. Like <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, it'll be like an Adam West transition. I'll just be like, Reader, are you ready to go to the secret base? And it's like, <laughs> and then we're there. <laughs> yes, maybe <laughs> might we might do that. At, at a later date. <laughs> they're so big, it fills we'll up the entire screen. Just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, it, I will have to say, and listeners, what we're, what, because this is not going to be a two year uh, game, it, it might seem that way because it would probably be released that way, but we probably play a lot of these and then do tea breaks after. Um, but we're doing a short one because i want that this is this was a way to originally introduce willie into the campaign um and get a a picture of reader but in the in itself it's coming it's coming together and and creating something different and new and i like what i'm seeing but i also don't want to overdo it um so i'm going to keep it in a short series but in saying that that so after they retrieve an object and the, and the objective is done, they do go back to their own homes and then are called again by these birds to do another mission. And so later on in the next mission, I guess you can say, they will, I will say, you know, there's been, you've done a few of these now and time has passed in a, in a different sense than uh, in Animal Kingdom, which is, it's just a consecutive Every day counts. So time lapse is a bit different in in Hermit Chronicles, but um, it's just because the short amount of episodes that I want to uh, pr- produce through these guys, and that doesn't mean that these they're not going to be in other things. You know, we'll have Isaac and and hopefully Willie in the main campaign at some point, and Reader and um, Luke will also be in this campaign, and he's also in other campaigns that we are doing, and. I'm hoping Isaac will join other campaigns as well. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, any any kind of final thoughts? Oh, what did you think of your um, the NPCs? Uh, or and uh, I don't remember the Kayla. Cool. Yeah, Kayla. There we go. Um, and even even um, Caesar. What did you guys think of them? Yeah, I I've always liked Caesar. Caesar's cool. 
Or and Kayla, yeah. I feel like could have a bigger thing, but I think having them as what they are is good. Just sure backups and yeah, possibly getting their own story in the future. But I think where they yeah, are, it's fun to have them there. But I, I I do have to like be like, oh yeah, it's not just me and Reader. It's like yeah. you have a whole crew. Yeah. So sometimes I do because I play all those. You know, spoiler alert, I play all of them. So if you think they're different, no, just kidding. Of course, you, know, you all know. Um, I was talking to the listeners, Luke. <laughs> um, but um, I always feel like I talk too much because I'm every single one of them. And I'm like, okay, they all need to be included because there's not very many other people in this podcast. But eh, it, it works out. Um, but yeah, they're a bit, bit of fun to like a split personality in my own brain. Um, but I try to make it about you two and it's kind of like they play a part, but it's, it's like if you watch a spy film, you don't know about the driver until like, let's say they're either going to get caught by the police or that they're like needed immediately. Or if, um, they need to go do something silly or, or, or something that creates chaos and so that's kind of what they are. They're the afterthoughts or the comedic relief in a way. But but in, in general, these guys are the comedic relief in their own stuff. So. Yeah, I was going to say they're like the background actors that are like consistently in the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? They may get like one or two lines there, but you're always like, oh, yeah, the secretary is played by. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, any any final thoughts? Any anything you really liked about like starting this uh, this first episode was, or anything you didn't like? The floor is yours. I am I am loving this campaign. Like you said earlier in the in this key break, um, the the main campaign is very much like um, dismemberment and gore. Um, this one is a lot of like. I feel like we do have a license to kill, but we just don't use it. Like we're just like oh, <laughs> for now. Would kill somebody? It would make the the job much easier. But well, we don't really want to kill people. The the main campaign is like a hard PG thirteen. We're like a soft <laughs> PG. Exactly. Exactly. Like yes. we barely made it into PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> we had to throw in a few um extra things to to get it just there. <laughs> this. This campaign is is good for people my age, of like fourteen and younger. <laughs> no, we say we're not gonna do the joke dies with the last tea break we did. I'm <laughs> or the last episode we did. That's the joke. What for those? Oh, okay. For those birthday, of you who... My birthday's not for like three days. Then we can start playing in fifty. <laughs> is your birthday in three days? Really? I think it actually might be. Oh, it is exactly. Oh, my birthday is in in. Eight days. Yeah, my birthday is in. Remember, you have to say in days. In half months. <laughs> oh, I gotta say days. Oh, that's a whole nother. It's probably a thirty and thirty-one. What? So you just add sixty-one to how many days are left in the month? Forty-six days. <laughs> that's a lot of days. We'll do a at countdown. the time of recording. <laughs> we'll do a countdown. Yeah. Um. But I was gonna say this. It. Anybody listening are like anime fans. Not a lot of people like filler episodes, but if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, everybody loves the driver's license episode. 
that's what we are. <laughs> I might be a very weird niche that reference, is, but for those very, who get it, will get yes. it. I have to like go back in my bank. The only like I had to go from uh, uh, what's it called? Not what's his name? The cell, um, not freeze. I want to. I'm putting Frieza and cell together, and I'm. It's too much it in my was, own brain. I, I want to say it was before the Cell Saga. Okay. Yeah, but it's just, it's Piccolo and Goku going to get their driver's license. For some reason, <laughs> they did just, and they're in regular clothes, and it is one of my favorite episodes. I'll, I'll, nice. I'll say that. Nice. But cool. it's just like, nothing to do with the main plot. But everybody I've ever talked to, everybody loves that episode. That's us. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the, we're the, the the filler episode but we'll we'll connect eventually. yeah definitely definitely um so with that thank you for listening thank you for being a part of this and um for those who enjoy these times i hope you really enjoyed it and for those who don't why are you listening why'd you get this far it's already been like half an hour get out of here just just leave we don't want you here um and uh yeah Always follow us on Instagram at Rolling Across the Pond. Uh, follow us, or go to our website to get all the news and all the new um, episodes releases. Or you can do, find us on all um, podcasting providers. Uh, please rate us um, five stars and and uh, and you know give us all the good stuff because that actually helps our podcast grow. Um, and for others to find us easier. Um, and apparently Luke still wants me to do the fan art. He's, he doesn't even write fan art anymore. He just holds up a blank piece of paper. It's like, um, what do you call it? Uh, Doctor Who when he holds up his uh, ID card. And there's nothing on there. That's exactly what Luke is doing now with his fan art. Like, I, I should be allowed to have Thieves Cant in real life. Because that's that's what this is. Like, I don't even have to say fan art or anything. Just look a piece of paper and they'll be like, ah, oh, yes, yeah. I get there is an ability to where you could do that in D anD D. Like it's a really good decision. But we're ending the episode now. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, hope you're having a good day, and hope you enjoyed that cup of joe that you had with us. Bye.